Hey, what's up, family? It's Coach Josh, and I'm happy about this video. I'm excited about doing it. In this video, we're going to talk about um, 10 ways or 10 things you should never pursue and things you should pursue uh, uh, overall. Let me repeat that again. In this video, we're going to talk about 10 things you should never chase and five things or six things you should pursue instead. So if you're watching this video like, man, it's your very first time and you like, who's this guy? My name is Joshua Ezzy, also known as Coach Josh, and I'm here to help you make sense of your life. And after watching this video, like, man, I like this guy's vibe, go ahead and subscribe. I would love um, to have you be a part of my community here online and also uh, um, have you and be your coach online. But for those who's watching me or have been watching me for a mighty long time, I want to say thank you all so much for watching, for subscribing, for being a part of my community. I hope you all are continuously getting value from these materials, and I pray that you continue to grow in the things of God and pursuing your purpose. But as everyone is coming in, make sure y'all come in and like, share, comment, all that good stuff. Let's engage. We have a lot of points to cover today, so I'm going to go right into it. If uh, if you have a pen and paper, go ahead and get those things ready, and let's get into it. But our main thought is this. Everyone is seeking for God, but not everyone is seeking him. Our main thought for today's topic is that everyone is seeking for God, whether they know it or not, but not everyone is seeking him. And the, this um, message or this uh, talk today came from a quote that I just posted the other day. The quote that I said here, it says, don't chase after anything. Let things chase after you. Walk with God and let things chase you down. So this is the quote that I want you to really chew on and process on because it's essential for us to really understand flowing with God, walking in pace with God, and not allowing ourselves to be impulsively pushed after things or chasing after things prematurely. So the quote again is don't chase after anything. Don't chase after anything. Let things chase after you. Walk with God and let things chase y'all down. Let's get to the problem. Many people are chasing things in the opposite directions of where God is. Many people are chasing things in the opposite direction of where God is. They are not pursuing God and their lack of pursuit of him is affecting them more than they know. Again, the problem is this. Many people are chasing things in the opposite direction of where God is. They are not pursuing God and their lack of pursuit of him is affecting them more than they know. And last point here, it says this right here. Uh, we are seeking the wrong omnipresence. We're either seeking for closure or we're seeking to collect. Let's break this down. It's unfortunate there are so many people in our world today who are chasing things prematurely. And in chasing those things prematurely, they find themselves not mature enough to manage that thing. And a lot of people are chasing these different things uh, uh, in the opposite direction of where God is. They are chasing the, uh, the uh, extremes of God's omnipresence. The omnipresence that we should enjoy right now is where God is right now. But so many people are either chasing after closure, chasing to close the open doors down the corridors of their past, or they're chasing to collect things in their future, but they're not content with where God is right now. And my question to you is, what are you chasing? The second question I have is, why are you chasing it? And it's sad that so many of us are burning our oil, burning our energy, and we're wondering why we're never mature enough or things are not given to us by God because we're not simply prepared for them. And so what we have to process now is, am I keeping in step with God? Am I walking with him? Am I in pace with him? Am I appreciating his presence now? So many of us, we are pursuing where he is in our past or we're pursuing our past for closure or we're pursuing our or chasing our future to collect things, but we're missing out on what's necessary right now. Let's go to the next slide. Now, there's a big difference between chase and pursue, right? So chase by definition is an earnest or frenzied seeking after something desired. When someone cha is chasing something or chasing someone, there is an earnest or frenzied. I like that word frenzied, meaning that they're just stimulated and they're all over the place. They're frenzied. They caught off guard. Seeking after something desired. Pursued by definition is to follow up closely or to go with or attend. So when we are chasing after certain things, we are frenzied. We are we are are, are emotionally triggered. Um, we are uh, uh, immaturely inspired and we're chasing after it because of a desired need. And that's why we got to be very careful of what we desire. The word of God says they that delight themselves in the Lord, he will give them the desires of their heart. 
But the issue is, is not that the issue is not that we have desires. The issue is in what we're delighting in and whatever your delight in will determine the type of desires you have. And what oftentimes happen in us humans is we want things more than God. We want things uh, uh, plus God. We don't really want God in of himself. He's not enough. We want him and stuff, right? And so we are earnest. We barely get sleep. We are, are frenzied and seeking after something that we deeply desire. Pursued by definition is to follow up closely. So when I'm pursuing God and I'm pursuing the things of God, I'm following up to it closely. I'm going with and I'm attending, right? Here's another point. Chasing leads to compromise. Chasing leads to compromise. Anytime you are earnestly or in a frenzy state and you're chasing it as if it's a piece of you with it or as if, and that's the issue. The reason why we chase these different things is because we identify with these different things. And because we find our identity in that thing, when that thing gets up and runs, we chase after. So many of us, our identity is in the things that we want in life. And we allow comparison and we allow what other people have to make us chase a way of life. And we're wondering why we don't have enough to manage the life that we desire. Let's keep going. So chasing leads to compromise. When you're not following and pursuing up closely with God or not going with or attending where he is tending, right, then we, it compromises inevitable. Next point, pursue preparation, not people in pieces. Here are just some points about chase and pursue. Pursue preparation, not people in pieces. We wasn't created to pursue people. We weren't created to pursue pieces. We were created um, to prepare for those different things. And in preparation, those people in those pieces pursue us. The goal in life is to never chase a thing. The goal in life is to pursue God and pursue holiness and pursue righteousness and pursue the things of God. And in doing so, the desired things of life, the people that we desire, the pieces that we desire, the places that we desire, the positions that we desire will pursue us. That's why I said in the quote that when you're pursuing God and you're walking with God, those things will chase y'all down. So when you're in tune and enamored with and in awe of God and you're in, uh, initiatively um, pursuing and developing that relationship, then as you're distracted by that, those things will pursue you. But we live in a culture that's full of rat racers and we want these things so quickly. And we wonder why there's a big eraser that's erasing key seasons of our life that we'll never be able to enjoy because we're too caught up in pursuing the wrong things. So the thing is, we must pursue preparation, not people in pieces. So once again, what are you pursuing? Yes, there's nothing wrong with pursuing uh, um, different things in life, but those things should be um, pursuing you because you are aware of the preparation needed to manage those things. Let's continue. The things and people you want, want what matches them. The things and people you want, want what matches them. Please understand this principle. That the woman that you want, the type of man that you want, the type of position that you want, the type of things that you want in life, they also desire things. They desire to match those different things. So if you really want a woman of God, but you're not a man of God, chances are you will never marry that type of woman. If you want a man of God, but you're not a woman of God, you are not going to be able to be uh, 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 compatible with that individual because these individuals understand the points of preparation. They're not going to waste their time with people that do not match their level of preparation because they will become liabilities to what they're pursuing in life. So anybody can settle, anybody can uh, dibble and dabble and, and date and go all over the place. But those things that are mature, those things that are seasoned, those things that are actually uh, are ready are also looking for things that are ready as well. So pursue preparation, not people in pieces. Also, the things and people you want, want what matches them. So are you preparing at the level of what you want to latch on to? Next point. What makes us chase these two things, what we're running from and what we're running towards? These two things is what sparks us to go chase what we're running from. So we're trying to run from the past. We're trying to run from the present. So we're chasing this way of life and we want to get there or we're pursuing or running uh, um, towards the future or the curiosity of it. Last point here is now is where everything you need is. 
Please understand that now is where everything you need is. Right now is where God has you and he has you for a reason because now is the time. Now is the place where you can be able to be resourceful and be prepared for what it is that you desire to have. Let's keep going. Now, what shouldn't you chase in life? Here are, oh, it was 11 things, not 10 things. Here are 11 things you should never chase. What you shouldn't chase, number one, people. You should never put yourself in position where you're chasing people. Listen, ladies shouldn't chase men. Men shouldn't chase women. People shouldn't chase positions because anytime you chase a thing, you're telling that thing that it has power over you. You never want to put yourself in desperate need of a thing or desperate need of a person because when a, when a wicked and deceitful person sees your desperation, they can manipulate you into circumstances that only benefits them and then they devour you. That's why you don't chase people because when you're pursuing God, those people are going to want you because when you're with God, whoever you are in company with will determine the, company you, the companies you either start or you find yourself in because when you work into the Lord, you become a more valuable person. You, you you actually grow into that level of Joseph, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel, and all those different people who exhibited a level of excellence because they was with the excellent one, right? So, but when you continue to chase people, you're now telling God that these people determine my value. These people are the ones that uh, that uh, uh, garners. <clears throat> or where I find my identity. And God said, all you need to know is me. That's one thing I learned. Josh, don't brown nose to nobody. I don't care who you are. I am not impressed by people. It's hard to be impressed by people when you are in awe of God. You heard me say that many times. I'm not impressed by many people. People are do things that are impressive, but I'm not impressed with them. Right, because I know they're people, I know they're flesh and blood like me, I know they're flawed, I know they're individuals that I can't necessarily completely put my trust in. But when you're chasing people down who are deceitful or just regular humans, they will to some degree manipulate you, they will to some degree uh, disappoint you, and then you'll find your identity in what they can get you. But do you know you know a God that knows everyone? Right now, I'm one person removed from anyone I need to know. And I'm not talking about a, a human being. I'm talking about God. Listen, if I continue to pursue God, people will come find me. One thing about God is uh, he knows when to promote me. He knows what people I want to see. That's why I don't pursue people. I don't pursue, uh, 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 oh my gosh, what can they do for me? Or let me pursue this person because what they have now. I know God. And God can get me in connection with anyone. So while I'm pursuing God, while I'm pursuing the things of God, the people he sees fit and his omniscience for me to know, they will come find me. I've seen them all in life. I've sat in front of presidents. I've sat I mean, over companies. I've sat in front of people that I, I was shocked that I'm in the same room with. But that's just how it is when you follow God. Now, true love says, what if a man pursuing a woman and uh, what if a man is pursuing a woman and she is write your question again so I can understand. Rewrite it so I can understand. But one thing you should never do is pursue people. Don't pursue friendships. Let me tell you something. God is enough. When you befriend God and you become your best friend, you don't feel desperate in, in, in having friends, right? There's no diff, desperate desperation for relationships. You're not in no desperate need for mentorship because you know God. You don't chase people. You don't chase friends. Allow God to heal your loneliness. Allow God to heal your mindset. Allow God to heal your heart. Because when you chase people, these people will tear you apart. But when you know God, you'll know what who are the right pieces and who will play the right parts in your life. And then you can go on about your life. Another thing that you should never pursue or chase, different word chase, is opportunities. That's right, Antoinette. Let God fill the voids. That's why we pursue people because we have voids. We think that these individuals will be are big enough to fill the hole in our hearts. And our hole in the heart, the hole in our heart is God's side. Only God can fill that, that void in your heart, not people. And so you got to let God heal that void or you're going to continuously uh, uh, pursue people. If he pursues you and you pursue him back, is that okay? Oh, we're going to get to relationships. There's nothing wrong with pursuing each other, but it must be in step with God. It must be in God's pace. It must be because of God, right? But if you're pursuing each other, I have this quote, uh, oh, no man... No man, uh, what's my quote? Um, no man would know. Okay, I forgot the quote, but the quote was basically this: that uh, 
a woman won't know the pursuit of a man, the value of the pursuit of a man, or a man won't know the value of pursuing a woman until they both know the value of God pursuing them. See, God didn't chase us down because if he did, he would, it would, the next day he would have brought salvation to Adam and Eve. Now, I'm going to teach now. If, if, if God was wanting to chase us down, if he was chasing us, then what would happen is the next day he would have died on the cross for them, chase. But he methodically pursued us because he knew I got to give enough, enough breathable time for everything to manifest itself so that I can truly reveal myself to them, right? But what you shouldn't chase, number two, opportunities. You don't chase opportunities, you prepare for them. Don't chase opportunities because when you're chasing the opportunity instead of the opportunity to prepare for the opportunity, then that window will be shut on you as far as the windows of opportunity. Never chase opportunities. Don't chase an opportunity to talk to a girl. Don't chase the opportunity uh, to be seen in front of a man. Don't chase the opportunity to, to, be, uh, to get a job. Don't chase them. Pursue God. And then God will selectively open the right window of opportunity that you are able to fit through. Some of us, we're too big for some of these windows of opportunity. Some of us, we're too big and we're trying to squeeze ourselves through and we're not in shape enough to get through that window of opportunity. But when you're chasing opportunities earnestly and in a frenzied state, you're basically uh, uh, idolizing the idea of life that you will have with that opportunity. But you know what you got the opportunity to have right now? Time with God. And as you spend that time with God, you will prepare it accordingly and then you will be positioned eventually. Number three, what you shouldn't chase or what you should never chase is cash. Don't chase money. Money chase you. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. You can't you can't pursue God in money. Please understand. Uh, because the reason why God said that is because he's the ultimate source of provision. Money is a subsidiary source of provision, right? But he's the ultimate source of provision. God knows exactly where every dime is, where every dollar is, where everything is. He knows uh, uh, all, where all these opportunities are. But we got to make sure that we're seeking first his kingdom. Now, what does that mean? We must first be seeking our place in the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. As soon as I wake up, God, what is your assignment for me in the kingdom today? I'm seeking first your kingdom. What is, what is what is my position in your kingdom? God, I'm opening myself up to be used by you, by your Holy Spirit to enable me to do what you have for me to do today in your kingdom. For the word also says, Lord, that this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. The reason why we waste so many days, because we don't, we are not thankful for the days. When you're thankful for the day, you're able to engage that day properly because tomorrow is predicated on what you do today. And so many people, they want tomorrow so bad. That's what they are. That's the only thing they think about is tomorrow. And what they do is they're missing the opportunity to truly have that tomorrow when it becomes today that they can actually enjoy. But when you understand that this is the day that the Lord has made, he made it for me. Therefore, I'm going to seek the kingdom's assignment for me in that day. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom. God, what is it that you want me to do in the kingdom? The issue is we seek the earth. We seek the world more than we seek our place in the kingdom. We are operatives and ambassadors of the kingdom of God. And when we understand that we are that in his kingdom, then we'll be kingdom minded and then we'll be on assignment. It also says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, that every day I have the opportunity to do what I didn't do yesterday better today. How can I be a, even a more righteous husband? How can I even do uh, communicate with my wife rightly, right? I'm going to allow the imputed righteousness of Jesus to inspire righteous living. Now that I am in awe in the fact that how could a God uh, uh, see me as holy? How could a God see me as his son when I'm so unholy because of that gracious and that goodness that you bestow upon me, God, I'm going to live right. Not because uh, for, to, to live right in your sight that I might get an opportunity to have this or that, but because you're so good, God, I want to clean this area of my life. I want to turn away from these different areas because of how, how you see me now as your son, right? Now I'm seeking how can I do things right with my coworkers and with my boss and with my wife and with my family. I'm seeking righteousness. In, in, in the moment that I even recognize that I'm not righteous and I, I didn't do I didn't do a particular thing the right way, I endeavor to clean it up and do it the right way immediately. 
And then it says, when you're when you're about that flow and you're seeking the kingdom of God and what the assignment is for you that day, and you rejoice in that day, and you're glad that you have an opportunity to serve God and the kingdom of God in that day, and you're pursuing righteous living, and you're you have regiments and, and, and things surrounding your life, accountability and system to ensure that you walk in a certain level of holiness, not because of God's for God's attention, but because you have God's attention and that y'all are connected to do a particular thing, then my friend, things will naturally be added to you. If you're not seeking the kingdom of God and you know you don't care about living right, my friend, nothing will be added, things will be subtracted. And so that comes with money. Why would God endorse an individual who is living contrary to that to the kingdom standards? Right now, if an athlete, whether it's LeBron James or anyone that's famous, that's a famous athlete, Tiger Woods or anyone like that. If they do something that's contrary to what their company that endorses them stands on, that company doesn't endorse them. Now, they may privately still love them, but it's bad for public business. The CEO might still love LeBron James, may still support LeBron James. But as far as his company and as far as the bottom line, they got to pull the line and say, we can't support you because the people that support our business are, are going to have or feel a certain type of way about what you did in the public eye. And the same as with God. God will still love you and his grace will still be sufficient for you. But he's not going to give you a wife when you in sin. He's not going to just give, keep giving you stuff. Now, his goodness and his grace will still be overflowing and pursuing you because that's how good he is. But God is not going to send goods. He's not going to send things in the hands of people that will mismanage them. Let's keep going. What you shouldn't chase. Number four, power. Choose, pursue empowerment, not power. Pursue being empowered. Pursue allowing the power of the Holy Spirit working in you. But when you're chasing power, then when you get that place of power, you won't be prudent enough to manage that power. Number five, don't chase material things. Material things are temporal things. So many people are chasing uh, uh, cars, houses, material things, but they're not made of the right materials to actually manage those material things. I want to be built to be a man of stewardship that's, a that's able to uh, 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 manage material things. But when your heart wants material things more than it wants the immaterial, then you won't be able to manage the material. It is the immaterial things of life that helps you manage the material things of life. How can you manage a house and make it a home if you don't have love on the inside, joy on the inside, patience on the inside, goodness on the inside, kindness on the inside. No house will become a home without the immaterial things. A car will not be a safe place if those immaterial things are not evident in a person's life. So are you pursuing material things? Also, what you shouldn't chase is perfection. Only one that was able to pursue perfection was Jesus. None of us else can. We should be pursuing progression, not perfection. And the reason why so many people are single, the reason why people are not able to mingle in certain areas of success is because they're looking for perfection instead of progression. We got to be individuals where we say, hey, I'm going to pursue progression in my life every day. And every day, my goal is to hit the mark, but I'm not going to be so caught up in unrealistic expectations that I put on myself and I'm not able to hit the mark at least as closely as I could have if I was just thankful for progression. Number seven, what you shouldn't chase is happiness and success. You heard of the movie Pursuit of Happiness? No, nah, I'm content with joy. I pursue joy. I engage joy. Happiness is based upon conditions, right? Happiness is based on what conditions I have in my life. Joy says I'm content with where I'm at, not because I necessarily like where I'm at, but I like who I'm with where I'm at. Joy of the Lord is our strength. In order for us to be strengthened in a place that we don't want to be in, that we hope is not lifting. The only way we're strengthened for it is when we have joy in God and we're able to count it all joy because we know that in the process of life, there will be seasons by which I need to be uh, pruned and developed and increased in patience where I'm able to become more prudent over the next platform, over the next position, over the next place of power, or when uh, prosperity comes, I'm able to manage it because I embrace these different seasons. But joy, happiness says, I'm only going to exhibit happiness if she in my life, if he in my life, if that is in my life. 
And if you wait for those perfect conditions to be in your life in order to be happy, then my friend, you'll never be happy. Because even when you get those things, there will be something else screaming from another floor above talking about, don't you wish you had me too? And then all of a sudden you're not happy anymore because you don't ran into somebody else who has a greater, a greater set of conditions that makes them happy. And then you're chasing over and over again. But when you have joy, you slow down. When you have joy in God, you trust God. God, I'm rolling with you. I'm walking with you. I don't, don't got to pursue that. I don't got to pursue happiness. I don't got to pursue success because I'm successful in Christ. I had that, that, that right there changed my life years ago. I was pursuing success. I was pursuing happiness until I realized, man, I was wearing myself out until I got to a place where I said, man, God, you are enough. Then that's when stuff started following me. That's when stuff started catching on me. The job that I have right now found me. You'll be surprised how many things in my life is catching up to me while I'm walking with God. I'm just glad that I'm walking with him. And in walk with him, things start running. I don't got to run. All I got to do is walk. Make those things run. You walk with God. Walk with God. Keep your stuff with God. And then watch. You turn around and all those things are running after you, chasing after you. See what I'm saying? They, they singing a song, chasing after y'all. That's what you want in life. Let's keep going. So don't pursue happiness and success. Don't pursue happiness. Embrace the joy of the Lord right now that will strengthen you in any season. And you'll be able to counter all joy. You're like, all right, here this trial come. I might not like the trial, but I need the trial so that I can be the person that lasts a while. Right. And I got to embrace my success in Christ. Because what is success? What if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? You were successful in front of a million people or millions of people, but when it came to you and God, you was unsuccessful. What's the better math? Is the better math um, being successful in front of the people that can see or versus the God who sees everything? Listen, I don't got time to play the game that way. I want to walk in success with God. What has eternal value? Forget this earthly value success. What profits a man if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Only thing matters to me are these two words. Well done. I don't want to hear nothing else. Oh God, I don't care what else you got to say. I'm going to be listening for those key words. God, you ain't said well done yet, fam. We good or we off? Do I need to jump off this cloud? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up? I'm pursuing well done. That's it. Let's keep going. Because when you focus on well done, you will get things done here, right? Number eight, what you shouldn't chase, attention, acceptance, and approval. Do not chase attention or you will find yourself in detention. So many people right now, especially on social media, are chasing after attention. They'll jump to Instagram first. They'll pose. They, they, they'll fabricate their life. They'll filter their life all the way out to the place to where they're so thin, they're worth nothing. All this filtering, see what I'm saying? Processing themselves, putting themselves in, in places to get attention. And all of a sudden, they're chasing attention. And then when you chase attention too long, you're going to get the wrong one's attention. And when you get the wrong one's attention, then you find yourself soul tied and in the attention of somebody else's actions. But you are already accepted by God. You have God's undivided attention. So for me, I talk to God all the time because I have God's attention. Right now, God's omnipresence is 20 quadrillion times greater than Siri, than any other man-made technological advanced uh, uh, inventions. God right now can give me his undivided attention while giving you his undivided attention without being distracted. I'm going to engage that God, that I've got the God of the world, the God that created everything, the earth, the everything in, in existence, the one that created that. I have his attention. So when I have God's attention and he has access to anything that I want, then I'm going to continue to nurture that attention versus putting myself on Instagram, putting my family on Instagram, putting everything, putting everything and every, everyone everywhere just so that I can feel good because I have some likes. Because you'll compromise uh, 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 when you want attention. Because you notice when you're doing things God's way, you don't get that many likes. See, listen, I, I, I took the risk. I took the risk. I'm not going to, I'm probably not going to grow as fast as other preachers with the way that I preach. I'm just not. That's just the risk I take. I'd rather have heaven's attention than people's attention. Because if heaven is nodding, if God's saying, boy, that's good, I don't got to worry about everybody else who ain't watching. I'm going to do what God tells me. Because where am I going to live forever? In front of y'all or in glory? 
See what I'm saying? We have to understand that. Because the more you need or chase attention, the more you will compromise. Also, acceptance. When you're accepted by God, you can you can close that door to, to whether or not your father accepts you or your mother accepts you. Now you're chasing for their approval. You're chasing for their acceptance. But what if they never change? You must understand these individuals are humans with a free will. Some of these people may not ever say, I'm sorry. Some people may not ever change their heart towards you. And if you're pursuing or chasing their acceptance, chasing their approval, and you just don't realize that you're accepted by God. When the moment I realize I'm accepted by God, I can care less what anybody say about what I'm doing for God. Today, May 1st, marks 13 years of ministry for me. This is my 13th year in ministry. You go to my Instagram right now, look at the pictures, look at the, the video. 13 years ago, I started. I had all kinds of people come through this thing. I had a lot of people comment about this thing. I can care less. I'm 13 years in. I'm following God. I don't care who accepts what I do, likes what I do, approves of what I do. You ain't, you don't got a hell to put me in, fam. You, you ain't the one building my mansion up there. You ain't the one who determines who I'm going to be forever. So why am I going to worry about that? And why should you? So let God be your closure. That's number nine. So many people are chasing for chasing after closure. Let the closed door be your closure. So many people are trying to find on why that door closed. They want to be sure on why that thing closed. Closed, sure. Closure. Oh, that sounds like bullshit. That sounds like French. Closure. You know what I'm saying? But they're looking for closure. They want to see, they want to be certain or sure about why that door closed. Listen, family, people may not ever tell you why they walked away. Could it be that God led them away so that you can find your way to Him and be developed and nurtured by Him? Stop looking for closure, man. That door is closed. Read the writing on the wall. Look at the facts. That person didn't want you. That person didn't love you. That person, because they knew your vibe. I tell people all the time, the young people I talk at school, just because someone leaves, them leaving doesn't determine your value. Some people just don't know how to interpret value the correct way. So I want to be around people that know how to interpret value. But how can you really trust the interpretation of someone's value when you don't even know your value? When you know your value is in God and that God values you and you properly interpret your value, then you will learn how to distribute your value. But so many people are distributing their value unaware and don't even know how much they worth. And then these people who looking at you like, whoa, she's going to let me ride this Maserati. She's going to let me ride this this Mercedes. She's going to let me just get the keys to this Bentley. She's just going to let me get the keys to this Rolls. Oh, he's just going to let me drive this Bugatti. He's just going to let me. Oh, you don't think a person who got keys to something they don't deserve, you think they're going to really manage it? The only people who know how to manage wealth are people who have a wealth mindset. Broke people break things. Broke-minded people break things things. So if you over there distributing your value and you don't know your value, you're giving the keys to your Bentley, who is you, your keys to your whatever, Aston Martin, keys to your Bugatti, to these people who never drove a nice car before, you don't be surprised when you're dented. So what I'm saying is you don't have to be seeking for closure and don't allow yourself um, to be uh, 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 lessened because somebody became a lesson. Listen, learn from the lessons. Don't be lessened from the lessons. I don't care if you make mistakes, if you learn from them, but the most important thing is you got to know your value. So then when people close doors, what did Jesus tell to the two by two he sent out there? He says, when a city doesn't accept you, dust the dust off of your feet. So when someone walks away from your life, they're going to be like, why are you kicking the, Why are you kicking your shoes? I'm, wipe, I'm, I'm wiping away your dusty, this dusty season of my life off my feet so I can walk to where I got to walk. But when someone closes a door on you, whether uh, 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 um, you wasn't able to recognize or whatever, you keep moving. Let the closed door be your closure. And, and because if you keep snooping around them and you, you're going to find yourself embarrassing yourself. Right. That's right. Antoinette. Proverbs 16, 9 says a man's heart devises his own way, but the Lord directs their steps. That's with everybody. Some of the people, the reason why they left, God turned their heart away from you graciously because he knew they weren't good for you. Learn your value, people. So that when people close doors on you, be like, I still know my value. Use a fool, fam, for letting me go. And you'll be like, Jesus, Father, I forget it for they don't know what they do. They don't know how to interpret value. Let's keep going. Number 10, what you shouldn't chase is what you're not. 
Don't chase what you're not. Don't, don't listen. I, I, I celebrate other people's uniqueness. I don't want to mirror their uniqueness. And there might be some, uh, the only thing that I, the only thing that I take from others is disciplines, perspectives. I don't take their, their skills. I'm not going to sit there and try to be a singer when I can't sing. Despite how much I think my noise is joyful, I'm not going to sit there and waste hours and waste days learning how to sing if that's not my lane. I'm going to keep working on my wordsmith. I'm going to keep working on my preaching. I'm going to keep working on my exegetical ability. I'm going to keep working on what's me. But you should never chase what you're not. Be you. It is okay to be you. You do what you do. You do what you like in accordance to what God sees says is right, right? But don't sit there and chase to be like somebody else. Chase to be you. God never made copies. He only makes originals. Last but not least, what you shouldn't chase are trends. Why shouldn't you chase trends? Well, that's tens. <laughs> trends. I forgot the R. What you why you shouldn't chase <laughs> why you shouldn't chase trends? Because trends end, my friend. That's why you shouldn't chase trends. Let's keep going. Now, what makes us chase? Real quickly. These six, five things is what caused that makes us chase these people, chase the money, chase the opportunities, chase the success, chase the happiness, chase the trends, chase the acceptance. Number one, see curiosity. What makes us chase? We're curious, but curiosity kills the cat, fam. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't got time to be curious. I want to be uh, concrete. <laughs> I want to be clear. God off the confusion. And the, 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 the energy that leads you to deeper depths of confusion is curiosity. I look for clarity, not curiosity. I want to be very clear about the pros, the cons, the benefits, the detriments of what it is that I'm finding, trying to find myself in, right? I don't got time to be curious. I'm curious about what? I'm not, I don't want to be curious about my purpose. I don't want to be curious about a person. Curiosity will get yourself messed up. I want to be very clear. God, I, I'm, I'm, I don't got time to be curious. I'm just caught up in you. I'm focused on you. I'm, I'm still I'm still working on the last thing you told me to work on. I don't want to be curious, but curiosity calls you to chase because the world always and only advertises the, the beginning of a thing, but doesn't advertise or discuss the end of a thing. You never, you, curiosity, not curiosity, but the world doesn't advertise uh, when you look at these commercials. What do you hear in these commercials? They got the beautiful music playing when it comes to uh, prescription drugs or anything. The music is playing. Everything looks good. Everything sounds good. And very quickly at the end of the commercial, it says that if you take two of these pills over and over again, it may cause your knees to turn yellow and it may cause your left toe, the middle one to fall off. You know what I'm saying? So so what you got to do is you, can, you can't just be curious. You got to be clear. Clarity is the, is the thing we should pursue, not curiosity, right? So what makes us chase curiosity? H, what makes us chase hunger, unhappiness with here and hope? What causes a chase? Which is too hungry, man, too ambitious. We cannot be people that are selfishly ambitious. We can't be so hungry for this way of success and way of life that we don't develop the character to sustain that life. Like we're too hungry. But when you with those who are hungry, who are hungry and thirsty after righteousness shall be filled. I want to be filled to where it'll be nice to have that, but I'm not going to waste my life to have that. I'm not going to be too hungry for that. I'm full. Anything else would be great, God. God, I'm cool. I'm not. Listen, God, you sitting down. I'm sitting by the bench with you. God, you want to jog? I'm jogging with you. God, you want to walk? I'm walking with you. God, you want to stop and sit here for two years? We stop and sit for two years. I'm not going to be so hungry for success that my family starves. So many people are so hungry for success, so hungry to be seen, so hungry for attention, and they starve in their family. I want to be, if God said, I want you to sit here for 15 more years at, your, at the church I'm at, I'm going to sit. And I am, right now, I am so content with where I'm at. I'm not, you see, I'm not pursuing YouTube success like that. Great. YouTube success is great. Doing pretty good. It's great. I love it. But I'm going to take, I'm not going to, I'm not going to live, I'm not going to speed uh, uh, um, so fast <clears throat> that my family don't last. I'm not going to go so fast that my family don't last. All that stuff can pass me by. That's why don't be offended when people pass you by. The goal is not about who you pass. It's about how long you last. So you don't have to go fast. Just take your time. Keep going. 
So hunger, what makes us chase? We're just too hungry. We just want it so bad. I want to eat some more. And we find out we're gluttonous. Or the reason why we chase because we uh, due to our unhappiness with here. But let me tell you something about here. Why be unhappy with here when you can't spell there without here? How can you be able to manage there if you're not able to manage here? How you handle here will determine how you manage there. People want there so bad, but they don't know how heavy that word is. That 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 T in front of that here is a cross, my friend. <laughs> well, that T in front of that H-E-R-E is a cross. Are you willing to die for that level? Die so that that level can live, right? Excuse me. Are you are you able to die on that cross and die to yourself? So when that there comes, you able to live there. But you can't spell there without here. Yes, you may not like everything about here. So you got two options. Eat if if option one pertains to you, this is option one. God has you there for a reason. God has you here for a reason. So if God has you here for a reason, learn from why you're here. If you are where you are right now, you don't like where you are right now then change your skills, change your mental habits, your emotional habits, your physical habits, so that you can make here better. The more you make here better, the better there will be. Let's keep going. What makes us chase other people's accomplishments? That's what makes us chase people, money, success. We looking at somebody else's life, but have you been a fly on the wall in their life? Do you know exactly what comes with their life? Do you know? Do Listen, I see a lot of people right now. Uh, I hear a lot of stories and it's crazy because when you're a coach and you talk to people, you have an opportunity to listen to what the person has to say. And then while you're on the phone with them, you go to their Instagram. So when you go to the Instagram and you listen to, them, to how they talk on the phone, their lives don't match. See what I'm saying? So they got all this money, but their marriage is crumbling. They got all this money. There's a lot of men right now that's making 10 times more money than I am. And I'm over here coaching their kids, being a father figure to their kids, and they're over there chasing the world. So my thing is I'm confused. If you're making all this money, but you're losing your kids, is that worth anything? So if, if you over there chasing this way of life because you want to accomplish what they accomplished, but then you realize that that's all grasping for the wind and that's all vanity because what, what about time you get to that place of, of whatever, you realize you lost a whole lot more than you gained. What's the point? What's the point of gaining and losing more than you gain? So you gain millionaire status, you gain billionaire status, but you lost something that is worth more than a billion dollars and that's your family. So what makes us chase other people's accomplishments? That's why, man, you got you to be able to say, you got to be realistic with this thing. You got to be able to say, you know what? Is it worth me pursuing what they got or what they have when I don't know exactly how they got what they got? Do you know how many people have to bend over to bend their wallet? You know how many people got to do compromising circles, situations, being blackmailed, got to be in positions uh, 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 uh whatever to have what they have found? There's a ceiling to certain things, man. Now, I'm not saying I'm saying you don't be ambitious and go get yours and be entrepreneurial. And because I'm not saying that, there's no limit. But if you go down a certain path, <clears throat> there's certain certain uh, uh, compromise you're gonna have to take. So what makes us chase? A other people's accomplishments. Next point S. What makes us chase the need for security? So we're chasing money because we need to be secure. We're chasing the man. We're chasing the woman so we can feel more secure about what we have. But when your security is in Christ and you know that, you're not really pursuing security because you're already secured. What makes us chase E? Our own emptiness. Voids, like our Antoinette friend Antoinette said. Voids, we're empty. But God says, man, I'm enough for you. I'll fill you up. Let's keep going. Next slide. You shouldn't chase because here's some reason why you shouldn't chase. Because chasing these things will cause confusion. See, you shouldn't chase it. You shouldn't chase because it, man, I don't think I wrote all this stuff right. All right. You shouldn't chase it because it causes confusion. It causes confusion. Because when you get up there, you're going to be even more confused than where you are now. So the reason why you shouldn't chase it earnestly and in a frenzy state, because it's going to cause you to be confused. Why you shouldn't chase it? Because H, it weakens your hope. The Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. It weakens your hope because when you chase it and you get there 
and then the enemy pushes the goalpost another 50 yards, it's going to, over time, make you sick. It's going to weaken your hope. It's going to weaken your hope, and you're going you're gonna to end up hopeless, and you're going to find yourself uh, uh, in shambles. Why you shouldn't chase it? Because, A, it keeps you from acknowledging God. You shouldn't chase it. If you find yourself... Uh, pursuing and chasing things and you rarely talk to God about that thing, then my friend, that thing will destroy you. It keeps you from acknowledging God. That's why you shouldn't chase it. You, you should only pursue at the pace of God and talk to him. God, is this the right thing to do? Going back and forth to make sure it's the right thing to do. You shouldn't chase it because as it separates you from the moment and you will end up not satisfied. It separates you from the moment. When you're chasing success for 10, 15 years and you're not there for Christmas, you're not there for your kids, you're not there for their basketball games, baseball games, uh, 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 ballerina performances, acting performances, and you're chasing and you're chasing and you're chasing and you're chasing and you're not there and you're not present in the presence of God, you're not present in your children's life, you're not present in your family's life, and you're not present for the things that you were created to be a present for. Then you're gonna wake up one day and that thing, that thing ain't gonna love you like you thought it loved you. Right? It, it, chasing things separates you from the moment. It separates you from what needs your attention right now. What's not getting your attention right now? Because you're busy chasing it. Because right now, at the end of that chase, we'll see what you get. Most of us we're chasing, we're running after things, and then we end up with no trophies at the end. So you chasing all these different things. And then when you get to the end of it, there's there's really no rewards. But nothing but regrets. It separates you from the moment and you will end up not satisfied. You end up not satisfied. Because no matter what you chase out of, you chase that woman, you get that woman, she ain't going to be satisfying to you. Because lust is never satisfied. Love, it, it, love takes its time. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love takes the time. Takes its time. Lust says we got to get it right now. And then when you get it and lust gobbles it, lust going to be like, all right, we're done. Let's go after another thing. And, and you're never satisfied. Last but not least, E, why you shouldn't chase it? Because it affects your self-esteem. It affects your, don't even chase it because when your identity's in it and you get to it and it spits back in your face, calls you names, talks back to you, it becomes abusive, it ruins your self-esteem. Things you chase outside of God's pace will spit in your face. Let's keep going. Now, what should we pursue right now? What should we pursue instead? What should we pursue instead? Number one, the number one thing that we should pursue instead is the person and the presence of God and being present. That's what we should be pursuing right now. I don't got to pursue. I don't got to worry about pursuing money. I don't, I don't have to worry about pursuing happiness. I don't have to worry about pursuing success. I don't have to worry about pursuing people. All I should be pursuing right now is the person and the presence of God. I pursue it every day. As soon as I wake up, I'm in his presence. See, right now, I always get an analogy because some people kind of get confused. The Bible says it is in him that we live and move and have our being. That is correct. Because of God's presence, we are able to be present. We are able to be seen and not viewed, right? We're able to be seen out and about versus being viewed in the castle. It's because of his presence. But there's a greater sense of presence that we tap into when we are connected, like a cell phone. Right now, if my phone was off, and I didn't make the payment, if I didn't make the payment on this phone, right, then it doesn't matter. It, just because I didn't make the payment, it doesn't zap the presence of, of T-Mobile, right? T-Mobile's presence is still there. I'm just not connected. And because I'm not connected, I'm not able to enjoy the apps. I'm not able to enjoy what comes with the phone. But when I make the payment, then I'm tapping to the presence. I'm connected to the presence versus just being in the presence. When I embrace the payment that Christ paid for me and I trust his payment and I trust him for the salvation of my soul, I, soul, I trust Jesus Christ alone for the salvation of my soul, then I'm able to tap into the presence of God. When I am aware of that, I'm pressed into it and I'm able to enjoy it. Right. I'm able to apply love, apply joy, apply pace. I'm able to uh, to be applicable and apply things that are that are legitimate. Right. But most people. They're in God's presence. He, they're in his grace. They're in his mercy. But I want to I want to be in a deeper version of that. Right. So I want to pursue him. God, what, what, what else about you that I don't know that I need to know? I'm pursuing him as a person. 
I can't, I cannot stop pursuing my wife. I gotta continue to pursue her. Let's get to the definition. I gotta continue. I gotta continue to follow up closely. I gotta continue to go with her. I have to continue to attend her or tend her. See what I'm saying? I can't just celebrate the last time I pursued her. Great, we made it to the altar. And then that's what most men's pursuit ends. That's what some women's pursuit ends. They got married, they got their wife, they got their husband, they chill. No, no, I gotta follow, I gotta continue to follow up closely. I gotta go with her, I gotta attend, right? Because if I don't attend, this thing will eventually end. <clears throat> the same as with God. The, the the anointing begins to wane. The 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 power begins to wane. The the righteous living begins to wane when I'm not willing to pursue Him and pursue His presence. I'm so caught up in God. I only want to be where He is. I don't want to linger off anywhere. We're not talking about just offline in His presence. I want to be in His presence online. That I'm I respect. Uh, of who he is. That's why your level of behavior is directly reflected in your understanding of the individual. That's why we do this all the time. When our boss come in, we 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 act different. But when our boss walks away, we do we do stuff we we don't really perform right, right? That happens in just basic human connections based upon that person's position will determine how we behave in their presence. The same as with God. When you are aware that he's omnipresent, that this merciful, gracious, loving God is everywhere. And you understand not just that he's loving, not just that he's gracious, but you understand that he's holy. And you understand that we will be held accountable for what we do. Then you act a little different. You don't act different like, oh, I've got to perform and get love from him. No, you're like, no, I respect dude. I respect that he's God. We, we say we, we love God, but we don't respect God. But how can we say we love something we don't really respect? The Bible says it wasn't that the, uh, um, the love of God is the beginning of wisdom. We don't, that's nowhere in the Bible. The love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God is the beginning of all wisdom. It doesn't say that. It is the reverence of God that is the beginning of all wisdom. What? Should we pursue right now? What should we pursue instead? The person and presence of God. Also, what should we pursue right now? Don't even worry about the money. Don't even worry about the people. Just pursue being present. That's clues hidden in your day. If you're just present, you'll know what to do. If you just open up your eyes, take a deep breath, take a little bit extra time to look at things and not go the pace of the world, the pace the internet is pushing us towards. But you, you actually take time to look. That's why I never walk into a room and speak first. Walk into a room and look and listen first. I'm telling you, I don't just walk into a room. Hey, no, 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 no. That's the insecure person. Insecurities are loud. Confidence is silent, my friends. So when I walk in a room, I'm quiet because I'm gonna let the room tell me what's going on. And when the room tells me what's going on, I'll know exactly how to operate in that room. So pursue being present. What should we pursue instead or right now? You understanding. If you want money in your life, understand money better. If you want a wife in your life, understand women better. If you want a husband, understand men better. Whatever you want in life, instead of pursuing that thing, pursue understanding that thing. And as you understand that thing, that thing comes pursuing you. Right? So pursue understanding, better understanding yourself. The more you get to know God, the more you get to know you. The more you get to know you, the more you get to know what's for you. The reason why we're selling for counterfeits and we're trying to force things to fit into our lives is because we're not willing to understand our lives. You're going to always try to force fit someone in your life if you don't know your life. And if you don't know the life giver, the one that gives life and life more abundantly, how will you know the abundance that the life giver wants to give to your life? That's why it's important to get to know God and don't rush and chase the things, but sit back and just enjoy God and, and flow with God and know that when it's your time, it will come fine. When it's your time, it will come fine. When it's your time, it will come find you. But you must seek the understanding of that. If you want wealth, seek a, a, a seek to become financially literate. If you want a, a marriage, understand marriage. If you want these different things, don't pursue those things. Pursue the understanding of those things. What should we pursue right now are righteousness and regiments. Righteousness. We're not talking about 
the imputed righteousness. You're talking about just how can I live in this area more rightly? How can I be, uh, how can I do things right for my wife? How can we do things right? I want to pursue that. I want to pursue, I want, I want the, the imputed righteousness of Jesus to make me, to lead me, to guide me, to draw me, to pull me, to do more right things, to do right by my money, to do right by my time, do right by my wife, to do right. I want to, every day I want to get better at doing right. Because I know when I get better at doing right, things come right for me. Things just, things just, when you just say, hey, I want to be more righteous as a husband. I want to be more righteous as a wife. I want to be more righteous. Jesus, Holy Spirit, lead, uh, infuse through the imputed righteousness of Jesus to compel me to be more righteous in my living. In my living. See what I'm saying? I don't got time to be compromising and not be right with God, man. And I also want to pursue regiments. What regiments or systems that will help me be fit for what it is that I want to fit into my life? What should we pursue right now? Righteousness and regiments. What regiments, what things should you have in your life right now that's going to help you be uh, the person you need to be for the things that you want in life? What should we pursue right now? S, developing transferable skills or skill sets. Right now, you should be pursuing what skills that's going to that's gonna help me to be successful. A lot of people's going to come out of college with a bunch of education, but not with a lot of skill. Skill is what brings the money. Skill is what brings certain things. Skill is what makes you valuable, not education. Education does. But education just by itself, you, you got all the information, but you're, you're not good with your hands. You don't know how to, you're not skilled at anything, right? So just don't be educated, be skillful and develop transferable skills. You, you know what we should be pursuing right now? How to plant our own food. <laughs> we should be skilled at, at uh, cars and skilled with land, skilled with uh, uh, maintenance in the house. We should be skilled in certain things. Not all kids should go to college. Some kids need to just go and get an expertise, get a skill set. So something we got to say, okay, what is it that we want in life? What skills will be able to support that thing? And what skills are transferable? Right now, God, in these 13 years of my life, 12 years of my life, God has equipped me with certain skills that, that caused a job a, a job opportunity to open up for me. I People look at me like, man, you're just good with people. I was so good with people that my previous boss is like, man, we miss you. See, sometimes people won't know your value. Not no, my, my old principal knew my value. I'm not, oh, I'm not talking about her. But the thing about value is sometimes value is measured not by functionality, but how you make the environment feel and functionality too, but also the feel of it. That's why joy is important. People, people ain't going to fire. People ain't going to let go of the, of the joy unless you just suck at your job. But if you're good at your job and you got joy, you good at your job and you got joy, you good at your job and you got joy, man, people ain't gonna let you go. And that skill is transferable. People skills are transferable. So you gotta ask yourself, what is it that I want? What, what, what where do I want to be transferred to? Do I got transferable skills? Also, what should we pursue right now? Umbrellas or accountability. Okay. If I want to be married as a well, I am married, but I'm talking about for men, if you want to be married. If you want to be successful, you need accountability. Umbrellas, things you can stand up under that, that whatever rained on them before, they keep the rain off of you. So you want to surround yourself with people who've been rained on before, who built umbrellas, say, you know what? It rains over here, son. It rains over here, daughter. Get up under me. I'll cover you. I'll look out for you. I'll guide you. I'll mentor you. Pursue mentorship. What I mean by that, let God lead and guide you. First off, the first umbrella, the first mentor is the Holy Spirit. Engage him. And then when the Holy Spirit looks, uh, sees fit for a human being to be that iron and sharpen you, then he'll bring the umbrella in time. E, what should we pursue right now? Energy and eternity. Energy and eternity, Right. Right now, one, only thing I, one thing we should be pursuing right now, what's going to give me energy back? 
I'm pursuing eating right. I'm pursuing exercise. I'm pursuing these things because I need energy for that next level. <clears throat> so I'm pursuing energy things right now. So we're not sitting there saying that you don't have things that you want in your life. We're not saying that you can't pursue these things. But these six or seven things, eight things are more important to pursue right now. Because when you pursue these things right now, man, those things will be running you down. So you should be pursuing energy givers, not energy takers. Also, right now, we should be pursuing eternity. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despised his shame. The same as with us. When he becomes a joy that is set before us, we can endure these seasons, despise the shame, despise the bread. Because listen, everybody laughed at Noah when he was building, but all that laughter was silenced when that rain came. So people going to laugh at you when you pursue these things. People going to talk about you. People going to leave you. Everybody got something to say until the rain comes. See what I'm saying? And that's why it's important with closure again. I tell people all the time, why do you think God closed the ark and didn't? Why did God close the ark and didn't allow Noah to close the ark? Because maybe Noah would have been too nice and opened the door. That's why God says, man, trust that I closed you in this season. I closed you away from those different people. And these people can't get back in. Stop looking out the window at the top of the ark, the top of the thing that's going to save you. Stop looking and, and, and whooping and they come back. Let them stay out there. Let them stay out there. Trust the closure. Trust what, why I closed it. Most of the doors that closed in life, God was the one that did it. And you wonder why, man, I can't even get that person back. God said, man, fam, it wasn't meant for you to have that person back. But what should we pursue right now? The person and presence of God and being present. What should we pursue right now? You, we should be pursuing understanding. What else should we pursue right now? Righteous living and regiments. We should also be pursuing as developing transferable skill sets. We should also be pursuing you an umbrella or umbrellas. No, no Rihanna. We should be also pursuing energy and eternity. And when you begin to pursue these things daily, as you walk with God, you're going to be hearing things behind you chasing you down. So I'm telling you right now, man, don't chase other things. Let things chase after you. Because when you walk with God, those things will eventually start chasing y'all down. And just because they, things are chasing you down, you look up to God and say, is this down for me? Is this, should I, should I, whatever? And God be like, nah, it ain't for you, son. It ain't for us. Let's keep walking. Hope y'all was blessed by this message. Hope y'all got some out of it. Please think on what is it that you're chasing right now? What is it that you're earnestly or in a frenzy about having because you desire it? Make sure you're not lured by your desires, but you're rooted in discipleship that leads to disciplines that will ensure that a destiny is achieved. OK, so I love you all. Pray I was blessed. Thank you. True love for your uh, uh, super chat. I definitely need to take heed to your advice. God gets the glory. I'm glad this message was a blessing. And all of you all who've been generous, who've been donating, who've been giving. Y'all are helping me with the young people that I serve in my school. You guys are helping me create more content, more books, more card games. I'm in the lab as we speak, working on card games, working on books. And y'all support helps me uh, uh, have the free time that I need, especially this summer, to be able to focus on more materials for you all and how to help my students. We got YouTubers I'm helping out, uh, people developing their own brands and clothing. And your support helps me help those individuals. What's the next card game? The card game I'm working on now is for singles. It's a fun card game. It's, it's, it's played like, uh, what's that game? It's not Uno, but it's played like um, uh, Phase 10. So you, the first one that do, I ain't going to tell you, I ain't going to give you the game right now. But the first one that does whatever, whatever, wins the round. Or whoever wins five rounds win. And the game is interactive. It really challenges you. It's, it has discussion. And also challenges all the single individuals to really see if they're different ready. There's exercise you have to do. There's uh, different things you got to do. And if you're unable to do it, you can't You can't really go to the next level. So that's the next game I'm working on right now. I can't tell you what the title is. And it's going to be a fun game. It's going to be a book that comes out with it, like a workbook, like my dating prep uh, thing is. Uh, and I'm coming out with another dating prep game. I'm coming out with another uh, 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 memory muscle card game. So coaches, I, I'm working. And y'all support helps me create those different things and also helps me support my students. Uh, well, it, the game probably won't come out until the fall or maybe this summer. It depends on. Uh, but right now I'm in a school. So this summer, 
I have a lot of time to work on all these projects. Um, and so uh, all y'all support helped me to do that and also help support my students, man. I just can't wait to show you their projects, their books. I got I got three students writing books right now. Um, uh, uh, two students that got their own T-shirt brand started up. We got two students doing YouTube. So right now I'm helping about seven or eight students. One student just came to me this week. I'm helping her with her script for her movie. And so all these that y'all do and y'all give helps us support these kids' dreams, um, all that good stuff. So thank you all for support. If you do want to do that, you can go to my website, IamUnplugged.com. There's ways for you to give, support, all that good stuff. But be led, man. Whatever God leads you to do, man, that's all that that's all we that's all we want. That's all we ask for. So IamUnplugged.com. Uh, check it out. Uh, you'll see how ways you can support. Also, check out all our books. My latest book, Counterfeit or Counterpart, How to Discern the Will of God in Your Life, How to Continue to Discern the Will of God in Your Life. Also, if you got a soul tie, you struggle with that. The Purpose of Freedom is a great book. You see the bird right there. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. But Jesus, he can't make you free, man. What I mean, he can't pull you out the cage. He only opens the door. And he empowers you with the Holy Spirit to help you fly out of that cage. So that book there, The Purpose of Singleness, is a book for singles. Those people who desire to be whole, not full of holes. You see that bucket with water coming out? So many of us, why would God pour anything in us if it just leaks out? Here's that dating prep uh, book. I also get the card game on my website as well. Um, and also join my Patreon if you want to be a part of my Patreon community, uh, we do an exclusive podcast there. We do one on uh, we do one on one coaching there. We also do group coaching there through Zoom calls. So whatever your price point is, if you want to connect and you want life coaching, make sure you hit me up. And if you want some more, even more exclusive life coaching, just hit me up. All right, I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I think that's it. I'll see y'all next time. See what's commented. Uh, oh, Destiny pray. Destiny said, "Oh, that might be tight." Can I pre? Well, it'll be coming soon. Uh, so. Uh, when that card game comes out, it's going to change the game. It's going to change the game. It's going to be a fun. The way God uh, gave me that game and how it's played, I got a game similar to that that I have for kids. It, it's going to be just, it's going to be real powerful, man. So I can't wait to get that materials out. I love y'all. Y'all be blessed. I'll see you next time. Peace.